Early breakfast, 7.02, this morning. Nomkita Heisman joins us this morning. She's an independent gender specialist and our discussion today hinges on representation, especially by uh, women in our political space. Thank you for joining us, Nomkita. Welcome. Uh, good morning, thank you. Yeah, so we, we are discussing the representation of uh, women in, 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 in politics and in leadership positions specifically and how it can help uh, against gender-based violence. Would you give us uh, some perspective uh, with regards to what the current context is? Um, I would say having more women in government, in parliament, change the present situation a bit. Uh, Number one, it's better to have someone there who has the experience, first-hand experience of the problem than someone who speaks on your behalf. Mm. Since it is very important to have people who fear for their lives, people who go to bed without food, here I'm talking about women. Mm. Therefore, having more women on the table would change the, the scenario completely. And what are the effects of a lack of representation when it comes uh, to, to dealing with certain issues? Uh, I can use an example for, for um, with um, secondary victimization in, in police stations where um, I think some of the, the, the law enforcement officers aren't capacitated to handle gender-based violence cases. That one, I think it depends. It's supposed to be part of the training of police officers. Mm-hmm on handling the GPV. In, uh, in fact, all social issues, when they are absorbed into the system, they go for training. That one is supposed to be part of their training. That is, this is how you should handle GPV. In fact, uh, as far back as 1997, if you still remember when we got to the first um, Domestic Violence Act, mm. There were police officers, we took it further, including the government, led by government. But there should be police officers who are trained specifically to deal with gender-based violence, specifically domestic violence. And there should be a room at each police station. In fact, we had what we called the Tutuzela centers. Yes. That is, when you get into the police station, you don't show up being a victim of of GPV. Immediately you see that there's a line dedicated to this, and then you're taken to that room. And you get an officer who is trained to provide counseling. But you find that most of the time it doesn't happen. I've experienced it myself mm. at the police station where you find that the victim is there, queues up with everyone else. And he's got to, she's got to relate her story in front of everyone. It's wrong. Mm. As I said, it was towards the end of the 90s when it was part of the law to, to, to deal with it, uh, gender-based violence. That uh, there should be de- police officers who are dedicated officers to deal with the GPV. And I must say, though, that dealing with GPV does not only refer to the skill, mm. 
need to the skill. It needs also a change the attitude. Hence, there were specific officers who were trained to deal with that. Can you imagine being an abuser yourself? And then when you get to the office, you've got to take a statement from a victim of, of GPV. Mm. Definitely, it will trigger something to you. And uh, also you, as a woman who's just been raped, you, you don't feel comfortable to talk to another man and relate your story. To get at I mean. I get you. And uh, no. it, in terms of making sure the, the spaces in which women and uh, legislation is pushed across, a lot of people have been saying there's no consequences. You end up seeing your abuser on the streets. They taunt you even and your family. Would you, th- would you say that having perhaps someone in the decision-making process is either in the police station or be it in the courts, um, that diversity will allow for us to at least... Uh, understand that as much as there's a budget in terms of implementation there's a there's a lack um, yes the attitude needs to change and you need to understand as an officer that is supposed to address a uh, gender-based violence that your attitude has changed you've got also you've been trained that this is a crime in itself and also the context of the the police station. I agree, having a woman would be more sympathetic towards the victim. And also the victim will feel more comfortable to talk with a woman than talking with a man. Not suggesting that not mm. all men are terrible. I know there are men who are very progressive who would fight this and who are also in the forefront of fighting GPV. But the feeling of the victim, you the victim will feel more comfortable to talk mm-hmm. with the with the, with the another woman. You go to the court. Previously the court was a very male dominated uh, uh, setting. You find that the magistrate is a man, the police officers mm-hmm. are men, interpreter a man, orderlies, a man. It feels much better when you have also women in the ranks of the of the officials at the court, even for the victim to to feel more comfortable to say, this is one of us. And it depends also the kind of attitude that is the one of us has got. Because you can have one of us and to find out it's uh, it's one of us who's more like the other men who are colleagues of the one of us. But uh, having more women in those uh, places would definitely make a difference. And uh, what do you think of organizations such as the ANC Women's League, uh, especially with their history um, in, and involvement and support of uh, former president uh, Jacob Zuma? They've come under uh, a lot of criticism from women who feel that they haven't represented the best interests of women to, and even that the fact that they endorsed a, a patriarchal aspect. What about those organizations that we already have? And um, what's your view of their representation of women's priorities and rights? Oh, we, we need to understand that politics is a completely different uh, bargaining. Even if we say we can have more women in the parliament, mm. it depends who gives them their mandate. 
even that very uh, women's league, they belong to the to the mother body, mm. which is ANC. And you know how male-dominated male politics are, whether it's ANC or, or, or what political party. They are all the same. You look at the structure, like you go to the ANC, the top six, it's all men with only one woman who's at the vice um, position, vice of such and such position. He is the vice secretary. Looking at it from that perspective, the Women's League is not an independent body. Mm. They get the tune from the mother party, that is the, the ANC. And we must uh, also consider that when you talk of politics, you you would expect the Women's League to be independent mm-hmm. or the members of the Women's League to be independent. But uh, there's an issue of uh, where does your paycheck come from? Mm. Who, who deploys you to the parliament? Would you sacrifice your, your paycheck with your, uh, your independence? Mm. Does your independence pay your, 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 your salary, your bills and everything? So women think of those things. And we've seen consequences of women who will say, I will say what I think. I will be an independent voice. They get punished mm. severely. As a result, other women would say that, should I give, defy the orders from the mother body? I will be punished. But having said so, um, power politics come to play. It depends. You just gave the example of the of the former president. Mm. They couldn't stand against it, the first former president because there was a decision. It's another party level. That is, this is what we are taking as the body. This is our decision. This is our line of thinking. And if you want to deviate from that line of thinking or from that decision, you need to fight within the structures of the ANC. If you are defeated, you know, the majority decision, um, you decide as the majority that this is the decision, we are going to support this and this and this, or we are not going to support this and this and this. When you go out there, we are watching as residents, as citizens, that what is the women's league going to say? Definitely it's going to say, what is the mother body says? Should they say something different, they are playing with fire. Maybe the whole leadership will be removed. Mm. So women are faced with that kind of a problem. Even if they are a parliament, they are not there as independents. They are there representing a political party. And they can't deviate from the resolution, from the decisions, All right. from the directive from Thank the political party. Thank you so much once again, Nomkita. I think this gives us much more insight. Nomkita Heisman is an independent gender specialist discussing how more female representation in our political space would change South Africa. Thank you for your time again, Nomkita. Please do be safe. Thanks.